Hello, my comfy, cozy, witchy friends, and welcome to an impromptu episode number 32 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch, and thank you for being with me this afternoon. So this was a bit of an impromptu episode. I am releasing this episode only, what, four days after my last one, which is very rare. Rarely do I I release two episodes in one week let alone four days in between each other. But I felt compelled to do an episode on a particular topic, and that is scammers in the world of witchcraft, the social media world of witchcraft, because there are so many scammers out there. So I thought it would be a good topic to discuss with all of you. Plus, you know, today is Super Bowl Sunday. I don't I don't watch the Super Bowl. I probably will watch the halftime show just because it's a throwback to the early 2000s and late 90s. And I think it's going to be an amazing show, but I won't be watching the game. So I thought, you know what? Why not record a podcast episode? I have some time. I already finished doing a little bit of cooking today. I already dipped my strawberries, my chocolate-covered strawberries for Valentine's Day tomorrow. My boys are hanging out in the basement, so I thought I will record an episode. Not that a ton of people might listen, because I figured a lot of people will be watching <laughs> the Super Bowl, but if you're any, if you're like me or anything like me, maybe you'll be tuning into a podcast <laughs> during the Super Bowl time, because I'll probably be reading or listening to other podcasts, or spending time in my sacred space. All that being said, let's just jump into what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So a few things are making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy, but if I have to narrow it down to one, it is the fact that I handed in my copy edits for my Hearth and Home Witchcraft book with Wiser Books. And I am beyond relieved. It's like this huge weight has just been lifted from my shoulders. And if you're you're a writer, you understand what it means when you're writing to deadline or editing to deadline. And if you're busy, if you have a lot of things going on in your life, you know how stressful it can be whenever you're watching the days tick down until you have a book due or edits due. And that was happening. So about two weeks ago, I got my copy edits from the copy editor at Wiser, from my copy editor at Wiser. And I had a two-week turnaround to get it back to her or get it back to the team at Wiser. So for the last two weeks, I've been chipping away here and there, but I've been kind of busy doing other things. I had another deadline I was working on. And so I hadn't been able to sit down and really focus a large chunk of time. But yesterday morning, I was able to sit down at my favorite place, of course, Barnes and Noble. I got myself a coffee with a little bit of the brown sugar syrup and some cream. I got myself a chocolate, triple chocolate chunk cookie from Barnes and Noble as well. And I got to work and I sat there for probably, I don't know, five and a half hours and finished all of my copy edits. And the copy editing 
stage of publication is after the first draft is done, after that draft has been revised thoroughly. So major changes have been made, pages have been taken out, chapters have been taken out, material has been moved around, okay? This is after the largest stage of revisions. Um, but this is when a copy editor goes line by line, word by word, to make sure that there is consistency throughout the book, that you have subject-verb agreement, that your sentences are complete and making sense, and they're able to pick up on little items that, that you may miss or I have missed in my own editing process because if if you're like me, okay, when I write, and I think many authors are like this, when you read your own work aloud or in your head, whatever, when you're reading it, you know what you're trying to say. So in your mind, you might correct mistakes, but they're actually not correct on the page. And a copy editor is really good at finding those mistakes and calling them out. The copy editing stage is also when any last minute questions can be addressed. Um, or if you have something missing in a recipe or in some sort of ritual, so for example, I can't remember what recipe it was, but one of the recipes in my book, I completely forgot a step. I forgot an entire step to the recipe. And in my head, I had written it because I, I make those recipes. The, the recipes in my book that you will read are ones that I make all the time. And so I know what I'm doing. I know the order of things. Um, so in my head, when I wrote it, it was correct. But the copy editor picked up on, wait a second, what about this step? And then there was another recipe where where at the end, um, you're pressing some herbs into the bread. And she had written, well, you didn't write those herbs in the ingredient list. Where are these herbs? Where are they coming from? So those are things that are addressed in that copy editing stage. And then also the copy editor will make note to um, other departments or my my overall editor um, and address questions and ask questions in the notes as well. But it, you know, it's a, it is a tedious process because you are going line by line and you have to approve or deny every single edit that is being made. This is also the time that the formatting is taking place. So although I hand in a manuscript that's 220 pages, 12-point font, Times New Roman, double space, and I maybe have bolded headings and italicized subheadings, that might not be the way that Wiser or the publishing company um, likes their things formatted. So the copy editor will go in and format it and change font size, change um, the font characters and so forth, and underline, italicize, bold items. And every single word or line or item that they do this, I have to in the track changes, accept it or reject it. And so it's a lot of clicking, accept, accept, accept. Because what I realized is I like to overcapitalize things. When I was <laughs> when I was doing correspondences, so for example, um, and I think it's the last chapter, maybe it's the second to last, I have the elements and the correspondences that go along with the four, well, really five elements. And 
for whatever reason, like colors associated with air, I decide to capitalize every color. Herbs associated with air, I capitalize every herb. And so my editor had to go through and uncapitalize all those things. And I had to accept, accept, accept. I think half of my edits were accepting lower capitalization, (laughs) which is kind of funny when you think about it. I mean, there could be many more, much worse mistakes. I mean, I could have crazy subject-verb agreement issues throughout my entire manuscript, and that would not be good. That would take a lot of fixing, but it's capitalization. So at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal, but it does matter whenever you're reading a book. And I just get capitalization happy. I was consistent with it. (laughs) It was just all capitalized. And so that's something that, you know, was fixed. And I have found, too, that there are some differences when writing fiction versus writing nonfiction and some changes that I had to tweak. And I had to tweak my way of writing because nonfiction is a totally different beast to tackle than what I've been used to in writing fiction. So anyway, finishing that, sending it off to my editor, and then just sipping on the coffee, eating my cookie. It was so calming. It was so relaxing, especially once it was finished and it was sent to the copy editor, and I didn't have that hanging over me anymore. Um, It just made me feel so comfy and cozy. And the next step will be my first pass pages. I guess it will go to a proofreader, and then I'll have my first pass pages. And those first pass pages um, are pages that are sent to me as a PDF, uh, basically exactly how it's going to look in the book. So I'm getting really excited because I have seen my cover I've seen the cover to my book. I'm not allowed to share it with anybody. I have it on my phone. I have it saved on my computer. It's awesome. I think I talked about it before. It's very classic. It's timeless. I feel like it's it just evokes home, hearth, kitchen, warmth, witchcraft. I mean, it is just exactly what I picture when I think about comfy, cozy witchcraft. And so I'm really excited for you all to see it. Very soon, I hear in March when it goes up for pre-order, I'm told that that's when the cover will get shared. And I can't wait to hear what you think too. Because I think a lot of covers um, that have been released recently, not a lot of them, but they, they tend to have a similar look to them. But this is very different. I think that this will stick out a little bit. And I'm excited about it. But anyway, my copy edits are done. I've seen the cover. Now I have to figure out what book I want to pitch my editor next. Um, But I'm really excited. So that currently, along with the ice skating still, the Olympics, (laughs) of course, I have to throw that in there. Um, That, though, is what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy right now. Okay, my friends, so now we're moving into the topic of this episode, the main segment. And this may not be the most comfy, cozy segment, but it's something that I felt compelled to talk about um, as it is occurring more and more often in our world, in the, especially the online witchcraft community spaces. And that is the overabundance of scammers who are out there posing and pretending to be some of your favorite tarot readers, your favorite influencers, your favorite witches in general. 
Um, and right now it is a huge issue. It's been going on for a couple of months. Uh, I saw it really start in the tarot, oracle card, mediumship reading community uh, where people would pose as tarot card readers and they would pose as mediums and they would pose as psychics and solicit business and solicit readings from people asking people to pay them money for readings that they probably never actually got. Um, And now this has trickled into even more Instagram accounts, more probably, I'm assuming it might be on TikTok as well. I'm not on there that much, but Instagram, you know, is my main social media platform. And, you know, for a while there, I was seeing it happen to so many of my friends and so many members of our community who were just posting nonstop, like here, another scam, our artist pretending to be me, I won't DM you, I won't do readings, I don't do readings for other people, you know, warning, I see this from so many of my friends, warning others. And for a while there, I was in the clear, I thought, okay, I don't read tarot, I don't advertise reading, maybe no one is going to impersonate me, that would be it, maybe I'm in the clear, you know, maybe they'll go away. Well, I feel like it's just getting worse and worse. Instagram is not cracking down on these frauds at all. And in just the last two days, three different people have pretended to be me and have been asking my followers for money and asking them, you know, to do readings for them. And so I thought I wanted to address this and I thought it would be good. I don't know if there's another podcast out there who has talked about this yet. I know some people who have have talked about this in their reels or, you know, on a live or in their Instagram stories, but I thought it would be good to put a podcast out there of the the red flags, what these impersonators look like, because they are getting, I hate to say they're smart, I hate to call them smart, but they're getting smarter. And they're getting um, more in tune with the phrasing that they need to use to kind of dupe people and um, to make people believe that they're actually the real influencer or, or witch. Um, and at first they they weren't very good at this from what I'm understanding and from screenshots people have showed me, but now they're getting, they're getting smarter about it. So I thought it would be a good idea today to talk about the red flags and what you can look for and, um, what you can look for in these scammers and then what you can do about them in the end, because really the best thing that you can do is to report them and then block them. Um, And we'll talk about that, you know, at the end a little bit. So first off, I want to start by saying, I only have one personal profile. And that is my Comfy Cozy Witch. That's what it is. It's at Comfy Cozy Witch. No periods, no spaces, no underscore, no repeating letters right next to each other. It is just Comfy Cozy Witch. And yes, I have my Comfy Cozy Apothecary. There's the Cozy Witch Press. But when it comes to my personal account, the one that I have, you know, the 27, 26, 27,000 followers, that is the Comfy Cozy Witch. That's it, at Comfy Cozy Witch. And, you know, there are 
so many of my my friends out there and and creators content creators and just witches in general that I know a lot of you also follow and look up to they only have one account too they only have one personal account and for a lot of them as well their accounts are getting mimicked and copied and used by these scammers so let's talk let's talk about some red flags how you can identify these people so first off, again, it's they're difficult to spot because the names that they use look so similar to your your witch creators, the influencers' names. So I'm going to use mine for example because obviously this is my podcast and, and I have experience with mine. So as you know, as I said a couple seconds ago, at Comfy Cozy Witch, that's it. That's my name. In the last three or two days, in the last two days, Three different Comfy Cozy Witch accounts have popped up trying to scam my followers. The first one was Comfy Cozy with an extra Z Witch. So Comfy C-O-Z-Z-Y Witch. And it's hard to spot them because that name is so similar to my own that if you're just glancing at it, you might think, oh, I accidentally unfollowed Jenny. Let me just click. I'll refollow her again. But if you look closely, it's not the same account. Um, another one was Comfy Cozy, C-O-O-Z-Y. And then a third one was Comfy Cozy Period Witch. So the first red flag is a variation in the Instagram name or handle. So you want to look for those extra letters, like in the one I, the example, one of the examples I told you about, any extra underscoring, any periods, any other characters that are added, a hyphen, dash, comma, what, whatever it is. Um, a variation in Instagram name or handle is the first red flag, big red flag, um, Another red flag are the photos that that person puts up. So the photos and posts are posted all within a few days, like a day or two. The people who were impersonating me the last couple of days, all of them opened up an account. It might be the same person. All of them opened up an account within two days and they stole pictures. They stole all of the pictures from my account from the last, I would say, three weeks or three or four weeks, maybe a month, and they posted them in the same order. So they basically screenshot my posts and then reposted just the pictures. So they posted the pictures. They also word for word, I mean verbatim, copied my profile information and they also stole my picture. Although I'm finding they're struggling to to find, they're struggling to post, I guess, my profile picture. Like my profile picture is the logo that um, Whimsy, what, oh, what's her name? Water of Whimsy created for me. And I have the only copy of that in there. So I think they're trying to screenshot it, but they end up blowing it up and it doesn't fit. So actually, if you look at the icon, it's different from mine. Um, it's very zoomed in on Comfy Cozy Witch, whereas mine, you have the whole graphic. But anyway, They'll, they'll copy all of that stuff. But if you look at the posts, 
If you go through even the first five posts, you'll see that they all were posted within a couple hours of each other or within a day. Um, many of the posts that the scammers will put up don't have any commentary or captions that go along with them. They don't have the captions. They don't have the hashtags. Oftentimes, it is just the picture. Um, and also, if you look at the likes and comments, these scammers, their posts have little to zero likes or comments because a lot of people that are following them are either bots or um, just other people that they followed and then followed them back, okay? So it's important to note that those photos aren't gonna have many likes or comments. And then if you compare all of that to, you know, to my page, if you look at my posts, they'll have anywhere from, you know, 200 to 1,000 likes. There's comments on most of my posts. I have um, hashtags with all of my posts. So all of those things are red flags. And remember, these scammers, they're creating these accounts as quickly as they can in probably mass quantities. So they're going to a whole bunch of witchy creators' accounts, and they're, they're putting up the profile and the pictures as fast as they can. So they're not thorough with anything. Something else that you can look for. So another red flag would be a small, not a small, but a smaller, a smaller follower count. So what I'm finding is typically they're going to replicate accounts that have a, a kind of a large following, at least a couple of thousand followers, because then they're going to go in and try to DM and message the followers to scam them. So if you look at the follower count, you know, you will see that maybe it's a scam because it's a small number. So for example, the three accounts that have been scamming using my information the last couple of days, they have like a thousand followers. But if you go to my account, the true account, it has, you know, almost 27,000 followers. So that's another, another red flag is to look at the number of followers, especially if you know that the, the real person you follow is you know, has a pretty large following, we would be kind of considered an influencer, even though I don't like to think I'm, I'm considered an influencer, I'm just using that term analogy, you know, to, to explain it. Um, but look at, look at those numbers, that could be a red flag as well. And then the biggest, the biggest red flag. So if we're going beyond just looking at their actual page, what they're posting on the page and the accounts. Oh, and by the way, they will they will share and steal stories as well. Just an FYI. Um, but the the biggest thing that should really be a red flag is if the person direct messages you, and it and it's out of nowhere. So I don't, I don't just randomly direct message any of my followers. Now, if somebody has messaged me first ahead of time, like, oh, Jenny, you know, I just listened to your latest podcast episode. I, it really resonated with me. Then I'll message people back like, oh my gosh, you know, thank you so much, yada, yada, yada. And there might be a little conversation, but I will never, ever reach out to you, to any of my followers, other reputable, real witches accounts are not going to reach out to you either and say, hey, I want to offer you 
a tarot reading or they will not, I I will never solicit money. I'm not going to DM you and ask you to join my Patreon or DM you to ask you, you know, if you want a reading because I don't do those things. And hey, I don't even do a read. I don't do readings for other people except myself right now. But if you get a direct message from an account that looks like it might be me or it looks like it might be one of your favorite witchy people, some red flags are this if they DM you. If they start by saying something like, I was drawn to you, or your ancestors told me to contact you, or I felt called to reach out to you, or I felt called to do a reading for you. Or in this other one, which is what the scammers are using a lot from what people have told me, the ones scamming me or pretending to be me, they're saying grand rising with lots of emojis. I never in my life have used the term grand rising. That is something I don't use. It doesn't come out of my mouth. I will never message somebody and say grand rising love. Um, Or they might say something like my energy, and this is something quoted that somebody sent me a screenshot. My energy is up today. If you don't mind me considering you for a reading. The the word choice is just awkward too. It's very awkward word choice. Um, And another red flag, if they reach out to you, and this is a big one for me personally, um, is they have a tendency to use terms of endearment to kind of appeal to your emotional side. So they might say, um, how are you doing today, love? Or how are you doing today, hun? Or lovely, how are you doing? How are you doing, lovely? I personally, and I can't speak for other witches, but this is a red flag for people impersonating me personally because I don't know if I've talked about this on my podcast before. I despise terms of endearment. I I despise them. I know this isn't super comfy cozy, but when people call me love or hun or sweetie, honey, lovely, it drives me up a wall. So, so here, here's a little, I guess not even a PSA, but so people messaging me whenever, whenever they say to me like, hi, hun, how you doing? Hi, love. Hi, sweetie. It, I don't know why it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I can't stand it. And I know I'm not the only one out there. I know for a fact I'm not the only one out here. But the terms of endearment, I just, I can't stand. And it's funny because it's not just from strangers. Even my my friends and family, they know. Like, don't say sweetie, honey. It's not, it's not my thing. I can't stand it. So you know if somebody with the name Comfy Cozy Witch that looks like my name but isn't actually me, you know, because they have the periods or the characters or extra letters, if they message you and say any of those things, and especially if they say love or hun or sweetie, it is not me. That should be like, you should be done right there. Oh, this is not Jenny because she does not use terms of endearment. Done. So, you know, those are just, those are some red flags. Um, in their in their profile in general, and then also red flags in the direct messaging. I will never again solicit money. No other reputable um, witch in our community is going to message any of you or message anyone and ask them for money for a reading. That doesn't happen, and it shouldn't ever happen. Um, so that's a big 
big red flag. And as soon as any of these scammers ask you to give them your full name or a credit card or a PayPal account, don't do it. And you know, this has made me really reevaluate too, I will say, the way that um, I conduct some of my my personal like witchy business, because when I've been making the prayer beads for people, you know, I've been making the custom beads, we've been interacting through Instagram. And I think I'm going to have to change that. I think I'm going to have to go back to my comfy, cozy apothecary and just offer everything through there because I can't take any risks with these scammers because it's getting real. It's getting hitting too close to home. So I hope that has been helpful so far. And I want, you know, I want to talk about a couple of things before I tell you what you can do to help get rid of these scammers. I want to tell you about how they're becoming smarter. I don't, I don't like that word. They're not smarter. They're becoming trickier, more adept at this. So first off, these scammers, they block me. They will block my account. So I don't even know they're out there unless other people tell me. And as soon as somebody tells me, I post it in my stories. So, you know... Um, I, I've been getting a lot of direct messages like, oh my gosh, somebody's scamming you, scamming you. I get I get probably three dozen a day at least. Um, and I will post in my stories. So check my stories first before you message me. Check my stories. And if I've already posted about it, you know that I'm aware. But if you don't see them in my stories, you know, message me. So I am aware because they're tricky. They will block me. So unless somebody else tells me, I don't have any idea. So they block me. Um, again, they mimic my profile to a T, except for my profile picture. They have not gotten that yet. Um, and I'm hoping that they never do. If they did some digging, I don't know if they could maybe, but, you know, so look at that profile picture, but they, they're smart because they mimic the profile pictures of me, of my friends, of other social media influencers, of other witches that are very reputable. They mimic the profiles to a T. Everything written in the profiles down to the emojis. Um, they mimic those, your posts. I mean, they steal every single one of my pictures. And they've started now coming up with retorts and responses and rebuttals when people try to call them out. So I had a person message me today, and it's in my sto- my current stories right now, if you want to have a look. Um but I had somebody message me today, the whole thread, you know, she had screenshotted, um, screenshot, screenshotted, screenshot, <laughs> what the interaction was. And when she questioned them, she said, is this, re- is this the real comfy, cozy witch? Because you don't sound the same. Like she recognized it wasn't the same. They said to her, the scammer said, you know, pretending to me, be me, said, oh, I'm taking a break from my other account because it like basically like there's just so many people. I just needed a break from that many followers. So I'm I'm interacting personally with people in this account. Okay, wow. Like they didn't used to do this. They're getting tricky. They're saying things like that. But again, come back to the fact that I, me, and all of the other reputable witches out there that you may follow will not do this, will not direct message you and ask for money ever, ever. Um, so they're, they are, they're getting trickier about this. So if you, if you spot these, first off, 
check, you know, if, it, if it's for me personally, or even if it's somebody else, you know, check their stories. They're probably already aware that this is happening. And if you're pretty sure that they're not, let them know. The best thing then that you can do is not to block them first. Don't block them first. First, you need to report them. So, you know, in the upper, I think it's right-hand corner next to their name. Um, it's the three dots. And you can report them to Instagram. Report them. Say that they are mimicking or pretending to be someone you know. Sometimes you can even link my real account at Comfy Cozy Witch. You can link my real account. Um, but tell, you know, Instagram, report them and then proceed to block them. Once you've reported them, Instagram will even prompt you and say, hey, do you want to block them too? And then go ahead and block them. Um, the first, I believe, two people who impersonated me, enough of you guys out there, enough of my followers, you guys were amazing, saw my story where I was like, please, please report these people. You reported them. Their accounts, I think, got taken down. This last one, this third one, they're still at it. They're like Instagram hasn't taken them down. I reported them, me, myself, the real comfy cozy witch. I reported them to Instagram. I said, somebody is pretending to be me. And Instagram reported or not reported. Instagram got back to me and said, they're not doing anything against guidelines. So we're not going to take their account down. What? Like they're pretending to be somebody else and they're scamming people out of money. There, I don't even know if people got, I, I'm assuming maybe a few people were able to get scammed. It's very easy to, it's so easy to, especially if you've been listening to me and you think it's me and you've, you're so trusting of me. Like this is such a personal assault. It's horrible. So that's the biggest thing. You can first report them and then block them. And if any other similar accounts pop up that are pretending to be me, pretending to be any of your other favorite witch, witchcraft creators in the community, um, do the same thing. Report, block. Right now, there are so many out there. I just saw this morning, Karen Kay. Um, I know Estrella Taylor. I know um, Matt Oren has had this happen to him. I, I, Meg, I think Meg Rosenbrier maybe. I mean, there are so many of us out there this is happening to. And as you know, I had posted just a couple days ago how I wanted to take a couple days off of social media. I had to finish my copy edits. I wanted a nice relaxing weekend. And then this is what I'm dealing with these scammers. It's horrible. The last thing. And I know there are some members of our community who are about to leave social media because they just can't take it anymore. All of the people scamming, like pretending to be them and scamming, and then the constant bombardment of messages um, that people are sending them. So it is it is becoming very overwhelming for a lot of people. And, you know, I'm all about the comfy coziness. It's not very comfy cozy when you have all these people pretending to be me and scamming my friends, scamming my followers and trying to take their money. You know, it's just, it's just horrible. It's horrible. So all that to say, you know, this is 25 minutes of me talking about scammers, but I really hope that this helped that, that I've been able to identify some red flags for you and that you will be able to identify some of those red flags as they pop up. And I'm hoping that soon Instagram, other social medias is going to get, they're going to get on top of this and stop these scammers because they're just proliferating. It's getting, it's becoming more and more and more. Um, 
And it's just so incredibly frustrating. And honestly, it's just exhausting. It's exhausting for me um, to deal with with these people. So anyway, (laughs) I need to come back to my comfy coziness here in a second. We'll get to the card read. But thank you for listening to this. Be aware of these scammers. Remember, I only have one personal account. It's at Comfy Cozy Witch. I will never DM you. I will never reach out to you and ask you for money or ask you um, for a reading. You know, I will never offer a reading. I only do readings for myself at this time. And even when I've read for people in the past, it's never been through Instagram. Um, So just keep an eye out for those things. And, you know, starting tomorrow, I will... For those of you, I know because there are a number of you out there who have asked about the prayer beads. For those of you who are still interested, tomorrow I'm going to set up, if I have time, I think I should be able to tomorrow, I have some time in my schedule, to set up, excuse me, my Etsy shop again to do custom prayer bead orders because I just do not want to take the risk of doing it through Instagram anymore. Um, But yes, so that's the little segment about that. Let's get into uh, let's get into a comfy, cozy, witchy card reading. Okay, let's get into the card pool of the week. So today I decided to use my Witchlings deck, which, as you know, it's one of my favorite decks. I have a lot of decks. I have a lot of decks, but there are my favorites that I come back to. And Paulina Fay, Paulina Cassidy, she did the Witchlings deck which I love. It's what, 45 little witchlings and they each, you know, each card represents, um, let me see, there's like health and transformation and happiness, determination, serenity, communication, confidence, opportunity. Like I just love, I love this deck and each card in the booklet, if you read the booklet, you get, you know, your typical explanation of the card, its connection to your current situation, and then it gives you spells. There are two to four spells per card, and they're short little spells, and oftentimes she has really enchanted enchanted um, verses that go along with it that I just love. So let's pull from the Witchlings deck. Okay, oh, sorry, that's a little bit loud there. So Witchling wants to come forward and talk to us tonight. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh gosh, of course. These cards always line up with what I'm talking about. This card is Strength. So we have the Strength Witchling. We'll find out what her name is in a minute whenever I look in the book. But she says, Inner Strength is the power within that pushes action into all areas of life. And I love this inner strength. I just need to power through (laughs) these scammers and like stick to my comfy cozy stuff. So let's see um, what details the book has to say about strength. So here we go. Oh, strength is the witchling Magnolia. And the little the little rhyme, Magnolia's had many heartbreaks, yet sallies forth and carries on. Such strength she has to tap into and herself to rely upon. I just love that. Oh, so you get a cute little rhyme, a little verse at the beginning. So let's see what Magnolia, the strength witchling, has to say. 
So often the sense of inner strength feels like it's being drowned by life's demands. However, your inner strength can be reset and recharged, bringing an optimistic frame of mind. Born from the sheer will of the heart, strength comes when you realize you're in control of your own destiny. Difficult situations arise at various points in life, and getting through obstacles will discipline your spiritual stamina and regenerate your frame of mind. Accept your weaknesses, but concentrate on your strengths. As you overcome storms, your roots will be more firmly grounded. Inner strength will help you overcome anything and moves all processes in life forward. I love that. I love her message, and I hope it resonates with some of you out there. You know, persevere, tap into that inner strength. Sometimes things aren't going to go the way that you want them to, but just persevere. You can get through them. So I love this. Let's see if there, let me see if there's a, a short acorn of strength. Okay, let's do this little, this spell. So she'll get, Magnolia is giving us the acorn of strength. What you'll need is one acorn. That's all you need, an acorn. Charge the acorn with the following chant. Little acorn, power seed, lend your growing strength to me as strong and sturdy as your tree. Carry the acorn with you when you need a boost of inner strength and know that that strength lies within you. I'm pretty sure I've done or written something similar to this before. Maybe I got it from, maybe I got it from this deck a few years back. I'm not sure, but I know I did something similar to that. So I love that message from Magnolia. Strength, inner strength is the power within that pushes action into all areas of life. Again, one of my favorite decks. So... Thank you for joining me for this second episode of the week. So rare. You know, I'll go like three, sometimes four weeks between episodes and you get two in one. But I just had to talk about, I just felt compelled to talk about what is going on right now in the uh, our, you know, it's our social media, which community. Before I go, I want to shout out to a couple of people. Since my last episode, two of you have, who two of you, sorry, have left reviews on Apple Podcasts. So thank you. First off, what isn't already taken to? You said that I'm easy, or no, I have an easy, friendly way of sharing information. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And you look forward to the episodes and you love that it's not overproduced and it feels down to earth. Yes. Well, thank you. We all know with re-sparking and my son interrupting and things in the background and cars going by and UPS people, deliveries being made, It is not overproduced because I don't edit. (laughs) And some people probably don't like that, but it is, that's, that's me. It is what it is. Oh, I hate that saying. And I just said that, but thank you so much for your comments. Next is Santi Jess seven. You say, if you want to listen to a friend speak and inspire you to work with your craft, this is for you. That means so much. Thank you so much. Jess, for your kind, kind words. That's really sweet. So if you want to support the podcast first, again, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. The more people that rate it, the more people that review it and subscribe um, the means the more people can hear the podcast. It'll get pushed out there. Whatever the great podcast algorithm universe is, it'll get pushed out there more. So you could do that. 
as you know, I just relaunched Patreon, my Patreon, and it's really exciting because today I sent out the first mini e-magazine for my rosemary and mugwort subscribers, and the herb of this month is the rose. So in that e-magazine, you're given correspondences, magical uses of rose. You're also given some rituals, some recipes, and other goodies using the rose, and especially using it this time of year as we're, you know, going into Valentine's Day tomorrow. Um, And then also, I want to thank my Patreon subscribers. Next episode, I'll be doing a shout out to all of you in the mugwort tier. So thank you so much for your support. It helps so much with producing the podcast and with, you know, releasing all of my content. So your support is very much appreciated. So everyone, I hope that you have a lovely rest of your weekend. It's Sunday night. I don't think a lot of people listen to podcasts on Sunday night, but you know what? I'm going to release it anyway. Oh, there's Reese. You know, we can't have an episode without her saying hello. Um, Go on, Reese. And so, you know, if you don't want to watch the football game tonight, like me, go ahead and tune in to the podcast. Uh, have a listen. And yeah, that's about it. So until next time, everybody, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.